Park Hopping Podcast number 33. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 33, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yep, pretty much anyone can have their own podcast. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I, well, talked a lot and played some audio. And this time it looks like I'm going to do the same thing, so let's get started. First, some park hopping housekeeping. If you're a fan of this podcast, and I really hope you are, since after all you are listening, you are listening, aren't you? Uh, or other podcasts such as, in alphabetical order, Beyond Main Street, Meandering Mouse, Micecast, Trapped on Vacation, Window to the Magic, or the Zippity Doo Pod, remember to drop by our collective community at DisneyPodcastNet.com and post a note in the message board there. Each of these podcasts has a section, and it's a great way to get to know other listeners and learn about some of the other podcasts you might not be subscribed to. And in other news, for those interested in Disney theme park videos, I'm sure you're already subscribed to the Beyond Main Street video podcast, but did you know about bringing Disneyland home at oakfan.com? That's oak like the wood, for whatever reason, I guess he likes oak. Anyway, he's got a, a Disneyland video podcast and lots of bandwidth to spare, so go ahead and take a look, and um, let's see, what else? Well, I guess that's it for now, so on with the show. Ah, yes, Splash Mountain. Actually, that's not the subject of today's show, but that's where I begin. You see, when Splash Mountain opened at Disneyland in 1989, it was like the world's largest, fastest, tallest, longest water flume ride or something like that. And it made use of the animatronic animal figures from the old America Sings show from the Carousel of Progress building in Tomorrowland. It featured the song Zippity-Doo-Dah that everyone seems to know, but I'd bet that more people know these facts than know anything about the movie that the ride was actually based on, which is Song of the South. Although Song of the South has been re-released to movie theaters since it first came out in 1946, Song of the South has never been sold on video here in America. And from statements made at the recent Disney shareholders meeting, it doesn't sound like it's going to be released anytime soon. If it gets released at all, ever, in America. Well, Splash Mountain at Disneyland and the sequel version at the Magic Kingdom in Florida continue to be some of the most popular attractions in the parks, even though younger riders have never even had the opportunity to see the film that inspired the ride. I guess it proves that people can like a fun ride even if they don't know what it's based on. Now, another attraction based on a lesser-known film, at least for today's audience, is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride which originally opened at Disneyland in 1955. It was one of the opening year attractions. Today, just like when Splash Mountain opened, I bet that most people standing in line at Toad Hall have never seen the film the ride is based on, which was The Adventures of Ichapod and Mr. Toad. Now, this film was released back in 1949, I think, and it contained two actual shows inside of it. The first one, uh, the Mr. Toad part, was based on The Wind and the Willows book. And the second part was based on The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and it features the Televicopod Crane and the Headless Horseman. Over the years, I've seen the Disney Headless Horseman cartoon many times. It, it always seems to show up on broadcast TV, at least during my childhood, around Halloween. Um, it's one of the few Halloween classics there is, I guess, right up there with It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Now, it's worth mentioning that when Walt Disney opened Disneyland in 1955, 
the Mr. Toad movie was only a few years old, which means it was a newer film than Indiana Jones was by the time Disneyland got an Indiana Jones ride. But over the years, Mr. Toad's origins have kind of faded, and today more people probably know about the uh, crazy dark ride by the name than the crazy cartoon that inspired it. Now, on a side note, the legend of Sleepy Hollow was also going to inspire an attraction at Disneyland. In 1957, one of the proposals for a haunted house on Main Street was going to use elements of the Headless Horseman. There's actually an early script by Disney legend Ken Anderson that even details some of the sound effects that would have been used, and it talks about how they would have tried to let guests see a projected Headless Horseman as they toured the attraction. Years later, we know that this storyline eventually evolved into the Haunted Mansion, and there's no Headless Horseman to be found. That opened in 1969 and then in 71 in Florida. But if the original idea had been used, I bet a lot more people today would recognize the Headless Horseman from the attraction than recognize Mr. Toad from the Mr. Toad attraction. But I sort of digress. The reason I bring this up is because a few episodes ago, I played some audio from the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh at Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom. I also mentioned a bit about the history of the ride and how Disneyland's location was formerly the Country Bear Playhouse, home of the Country Bear Jamboree, and how Walt Disney World's location was formerly Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. The California version of Toad opened in 1955 with Disneyland, as I mentioned, and it was updated in 1983 with the, the whole new Fantasyland project they did. In Florida, Mr. Toad was part of the Magic Kingdom from when it opened in 1971 and stayed there until it was replaced by Winnie the Pooh in 1998. Now, today you can still find a trip to nowhere in particular at Disneyland, but about the only thing left of Toad in Florida is a painting on the wall inside the Pooh attraction, which shows Mr. Toad handing over the, the deed to Toad Hall to Pooh's friend, Owl. And it's kind of a pity, because much like the popularity of Splash Mountain with guests who have may, may never have heard of Song of the South, Mr. Toad was often considered to be a favorite Fantasyland dark ride by guests who most likely had never seen The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Shortly after posting my Winnie the Pooh episode, um, David wrote in to ask if I could share some audio from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and Peter Pan. Now, I'll go through Peter Pan in a future episode, and while I have many ride-throughs of Mr. Toad at Disneyland, the version at the Magic Kingdom in Florida was gone by the time I visited with my digital camcorder in 1999. Now, I do have a lot of earlier video from Walt Disney World, but nothing of Toad, and nothing anyone would want to watch. In fact, in the pre-digital days during our traditional summer vacations to Florida, uh, way back in 1982, my dad brought along a portable VHS recorder and a separate video camera. Now, when I say portable, all that really means is you could plug a battery into it and run it for, I don't know, about five minutes. I was about 13 years old at the time, and even though I could barely carry the thing, my dad let me and a friend walk around Main Street doing some recording of the window displays. Unfortunately, I didn't know much about cameras and angles and reflections, so all I really taped was the reflection of two kids struggling to carry around some then-cutting-edge video equipment. Well, that same 1982 video uh, also covered our trip to SeaWorld, where they actually pointed out the construction of Spaceship Earth at Epcot from their rotating observation tower ride. And it's kind of hard to imagine an Orlando theme park today being willing to point out something a competitor was about to open. Um, but back then, I guess SeaWorld realized what a positive impact a new Disney park would have on the entire area for, for all of them. It's also hard to realize there was a time when Disney World just had the Magic Kingdom, 
and we'd supplement our vacations with trips to SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, and even the Mystery Funhouse. Is the Mystery Funhouse still out there? That was a neat place. It's hard to believe it was, gosh, almost 25 years ago. But I digress. Now, over the years, my dad continued to upgrade equipment, and I'd inherit his older gear. So I ended up with that two-piece video setup, and when my uh, that was after my dad moved to a VHS camcorder when they first came out. Eventually, he upgraded to a high-end Super VHS camcorder, which um, I'd inherited after he bought the world's first Sony 8mm camcorder, which was really cool. We took a trip before, you know, he even knew how to work the thing. Little tiny tapes, really cool back then. Well, somewhere around here, I, I have an old video from a trip um, in 1994 where I taped things like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, and a whole bunch of other things. But by the time I returned to the parks with a modern camera that was actually cap capable of taping the dark rides, Mr. Toad was already gone. Which kind of brings me back to the point. While I don't have any recordings of Mr. Toad in Florida, I know someone who does. His name is Jeff Lang. And you uh, can read articles by him over at jimhillmedia.com. Now, Jeff has a website, which is jefflangdvd.com, where Lang is spelled L-A-N-G-E. And he has a number of DVDs he's put together of classic Walt Disney World attractions captured um, by him on his home videos. I have a copy of Jeff's Fantasyland Classics disc and it contains a photo slideshow of Mr. Toad, as well as full ride-throughs. He also includes a ride on the original Snow White adventure, before it was updated to become Snow White's Scary Adventure, Peter Pan, and a full video of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. For good measure, he also throws in some photo slideshows of the old Skyway cable cars and a complete ride-through It's a Small World. The disc contains just over an hour of video and photos all set to music, mostly um, the carousel music in the background. The disc contains a simple menu offering a chance to play everything in order or go from section to section. And there's like an introductory disclaimer that points out that this is a fan-made DVD and not an official Disney product. And it also calls attention to some of the limitations of video equipment in those days. The footage inside Mr. Toad and Snow White is very, very dark during much of it. But... In um, the days before night vision and super low-light cameras, there's not much else you could do. The slideshow sections were taken using a camera flash, so you get a lot of bright pictures of a lot of things that don't show up in the video. It also gives a peek at a lot of things you aren't supposed to be able to see in the dark, so it's pretty cool. Since I was familiar with Mr. Toad in Florida after riding it so many times in the years since I first visited in 1976, it was easy to visualize the portions of the video that I couldn't actually see. And it's also neat to remember just how different the Florida version was from the California original. Florida had two separate tracks for the two-seater cars, similar to the cars at Disneyland, and each side of the ride was actually a little different. It was also a lot closer to the look of the 1950s version that opened in Disneyland than the 1983 updated version that still operates out in California today. I guess my point is, if you're looking for a video of Florida's Mr. Toad, head on over to jefflangdvd.com. Again, that's jefflang, L-A-N-G-E, dvd.com, and check out his collection. He has a number of fan-made DVDs like this one, and viewing his video really made me miss Mr. Toad and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Man, that was a really neat ride. I'd forgotten how cool the Nautilus looked on the inside. I think I like the updated Snow White better, though, than the original, but it was kind of neat seeing how much they changed it when it became scary. Well, today on the Park Hopping Podcast, I'm going to share some audio ride-throughs of the long-gone Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Florida's Magic Kingdom. Now, Jeff was kind enough to give me permission to play the audio from his disc, so if you pop by his website, drop him a note and say thank you. 
Or better yet, order a copy of his disc and tell him Alan that Disney fans sent you. In case it matters, I won't be making a dime off of any discs you buy from him. I'd just like to support someone else who's taken time to make some of their Disney vacation memories available for those who, like me, never got around to taping something before it went away and was never around again. Well, Jeff's video starts out with a tour of the outside of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. We get to see what the queue area looked like and cars going in and out of the attraction. And I'm not going to bother trying to narrate this. A lot of the video is dark and I don't remember it well enough. So we're just going to listen to a ride through Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. There you go, a ride through Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at the Magic Kingdom in Florida, and that was the right-hand side track. Jeff's DVD does have the left-hand side directly after the first ride, but I'm not going to play that one right now because you really need to see the video. As you can tell, the audio quality of camcorder equipment back when this was taped was not quite like it would be on today's modern digital camcorders with surround sound and things like that. And there's not a lot you can do when you're, when you're going from some of the older audio. Since it is a video DVD, the important thing is being able to see the attraction. And it's actually much clearer when you're watching the video and listening to the sound. Uh, Mr. Toad was always a noisy ride with a lot of sights, images, and sound effects, and the train, and going to hell at the end, and all kinds of things. So it, 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 admittedly, it's probably not the best choice for an audio ride through. But... 
considering that the attraction's been gone for many years, that's about as close as we're going to get unless uh, we want to listen to the one in California. And I'll dig that one out of my uh, Digital 8 tapes and play that for you at some point in the future. So the next time you're there, take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, meaning the only place you're going to see it is from one of Jeff Lang's DVDs. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 29,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks. And if you want to talk about some of your favorite Disney podcasts or even park hopping podcasts, drop by the Disney Podcast Network at DisneyPodcastNet.com and sign up for our discussion board. If you'd like to drop me a note, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 33, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Jeff for loaning me the audio. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting (sighs) podcasts. Tune in next time when you'll hear about the Living Seas and the Sea Cabs Does Sea Base Alpha.